A reading from John 12, 30-36. Jesus said, This voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up, We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, You are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. One of the things that distinguishes Jesus' voice uh, in the Gospel of John is that, and, and this will come to a conclusion, I think, in the 15th chapter, is he, he likes to speak very figuratively. Now, in the uh, Synoptic Gospels, you have the Proverbs, where essentially it is a literary device to uh, tell a story that has application. Here, though, it's a little different. And one of the images that Jesus is constantly coming back to in the Gospel of John is this use of the word light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has so many implications to it. But if you go to the first chapter of John, um, you know, light, uh, the, the first, the, the, what I call the overture, Uh, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If you run through that, there are several images that keep reoccurring, and then through the the body of of the work itself, light keeps on coming back. I'm the light of the world. And he's talking this way, and his own followers, the disciples, actually have a hard time understanding it. But there is going to come a time when they do understand this language, which is, as Paul defines it in the first chapter, second chapter of Corinthians, it's the language of the Holy Spirit Mm. that Jesus is speaking. And it oftentimes has to be poetic and figurative in order to give the depth of experience that is beyond just the naturalistic way we think and live. And how the Holy Spirit uses the the angle of the, the writer who's writing as well, John. John runs with the light and darkness image more than any of the other uh, writers. Certainly, each of the Synoptic Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, um, mention darkness and light, and that comes up. But John seems to be captured by this contrast. Um, And possibly it's because the vantage point of what he's writing from, you know, uh, he's writing later. The other Gospels were written early. He's doing a lot more theological... uh, observation and interpretation into the into the story and um, he captures this and unfortunately it's caused some people to say he was writing to Gnostics that's why he was doing this it has nothing to do with that he's capturing an age-old Semitic Hebrew concept is that uh, God is going to bring light into the midst of the darkness and and change their day Gnostic is a, a term that um, today um, is not used very much, but we, we do use the word agnostic, which means uh, I'm going to withhold judgment as to whether God exists or not. But Gnostics 
uh, were a real threat to the church because they uh, kind of elevated themselves in the position of being uh, in the know, in, in kind of, they knew what God was thinking, um, we didn't, and so they were kind of an aristocracy of uh, Christians in a way that actually was uh, misinterpreting uh, who Jesus was and, and, and they became a problem. Right. Well, the, the secret knowledge and understanding, and really when you look at Jesus, it's quite plain. He's not being secretive. He's putting it out there, and um, he is uh, the light. And when we walk in him, things become clear in our life.